Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get more spontaneous messages, weekly devotion, and much more. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. On today's podcast of Q&A of Understanding the Trinity, Part 4, I have asked my great mentor to join me again, Pastor Ron Bruner of First Assembly of God in Kingfisher. We just are excited of what God is about to do. You've been answering some questions for us, and, and we're excited what God is going to do today in today's podcast. You've already answered, how do we know that God is real? How do we know that Jesus is real? And today, Pastor Ron, we're going to ask you the question, how do we know the Holy Spirit is real? Well, that's a great question, James. And uh, and I'm glad you t- told them which ones we had already answered on the Q&A, because one of the questions that we answered in a previous session was, is how do we know Jesus is real? So if you haven't listened to that session, you might want to go back and listen to it, because today we're going to depend on the words of Jesus to answer this question, how do we know the Holy Spirit is real? So if you believe that Jesus was the Son of God and that we can trust the words of Jesus as He teaches us on the subject of the Holy Spirit. So let's go right to the words of Jesus about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3, verse 8, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, it says, The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So Jesus is teaching us here about the Holy Spirit. And since Jesus is teaching us about the Holy Spirit, I think we can conclude that the Holy Spirit is real if you believe that we can trust Jesus to tell us the truth. I would also like to point out that Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as being like the wind. Of course, we can't see the wind, but just because we can't see the wind doesn't mean it's not there. We can't see the Holy Spirit, but just because we can't see Him doesn't mean He's not there. We see the effects of the wind, and we also see the effects of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people. And this is one of Jesus' points here in John chapter 3. Jesus is speaking about being born again when people give their lives to Jesus by repenting of their sins and asking Jesus to be Lord of their life. When anyone does this, Jesus says the Holy Spirit takes over that person's life and gives them a new start in life and a new direction. That new direction is that of following Jesus. So when a person is born again or they have a new life in Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus talks about here in John 3 that their life takes a big change in direction, and other people, James, can see the change in that person's life. You can see the Holy Spirit working in the person's life, but you can't see the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is blowing through that person's life, bringing chains. So you don't see the Holy Spirit, but you see the effect of the Holy Spirit. Just like when you see the wind blowing through a tree, you don't actually see the wind, but you see the effect the wind is having on the tree, and you know the wind is present. Let's take a real-life example from the Scriptures to see this. In Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, Peter and John were fishermen, and they had been fishermen their entire lives. And in this particular story here, James, we see that Peter and John had been fishing all night, and that after a night of fishing all night, they hadn't caught anything. They were uh, on the shore washing out their nets. And Jesus comes by and he's preaching to a large crowd of people. And so he asks Peter and John if he could use their boat as a platform to preach out of. And they allow him to. So he uh, goes out. They take him out a little ways from the shore. He preaches his message. And then he says to Peter and John, he says, cast your nets and you're going to catch a large amount of fish. And Peter says, well, we fished all night and didn't catch anything. But Jesus said, well, go ahead and do it anyway. So they did it. And sure enough, they caught a large amount of fish. And then when they come to the bank, Jesus said to Peter and John, he said, follow me and hereafter you'll catch men. Once they had this encounter with Jesus, the Holy Spirit got into their heart. And we see a great change in their life, James. They walked away from their fishing business that day and started following Jesus around. They became Jesus' disciples, and no longer were they fishermen. Something happened that changed their lives. The Holy Spirit redirected their lives. We don't see the Holy Spirit at work in this story, but we see the change in Peter and John's lives. And there are stories just like this happening today and have happened to millions of real people who've been born again by the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus talks about here in John chapter 3 when he mentions being born again or the new birth. I've seen the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of many people, and I've actually experienced the work of the Holy Spirit in my own life as he changed my life from a young teenager playing in a rock band to a pastor. That's the work of the Holy Spirit working in my life. Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit many times. And so I'm just going to share some scriptures here and let them hear, James, what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 13, Jesus says, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Jesus here tells us that the Holy Spirit is our guide. Remember how Peter and John had their lives redirected? When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide our lives, He will redirect us to our God-given purpose. And then in Matthew chapter 10, uh, verses 16 through 20, I want to read to you also about what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. He says, Look, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake and for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. 
But when they deliver you up, I like this, take no thought what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speaks, but the Spirit of your Father which speaks in you. So here, James, Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit would be with the disciples as they spread the message of Jesus to help them speak the right words at the right time, even in the midst of persecution. And according to the words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is a gift for all believers. In Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be our comforter. And I want to share some verses on this as well. He says in John 14, 16, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. John 14, 26, But the comforter, Jesus says, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Again in John 15, 26, Jesus says, But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And then again in John 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient or necessary for you that I go away. For if I go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So Jesus teaches us that the Holy Spirit is our Comforter. that brings us comfort and help as we run the Christian race. Jesus also commanded all believers to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. So we know that the Holy Spirit is real because Jesus said that everyone should be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Jesus also commanded his followers to wait in Jerusalem until they were filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit would enable them to be witnesses for Jesus. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So if you believe the words of Jesus, then you can believe that the Holy Spirit is real. There's one other way, James, that our listeners can know for sure that the Holy Spirit is real. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and be Lord of your life. And ask Him to fill you with the Holy Ghost and to lead you by the Holy Spirit. Personal experience is a sure way to discover if the Holy Spirit is real. And that's the way I would suggest to our listeners that they experience for themselves the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Pastor Ron. I do have another question. How do we know the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do we know and how do we know to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Can you explain that to our listeners today? Yes, I'd be glad to do that, James. You know, it, it, it does take, I think, some uh, practice, I think, in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. If we go back to the Old Testament, we discover there that Elijah 
heard this still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'd say about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a still, small voice that I believe speaks into our spirit because we have a spirit. And the difference is, is that, you know, a lot of messages come from our head. But when the Holy Spirit speaks, we really feel it down inside of us. As I'm answering this question, I'm actually rubbing where my stomach is. (laughs) I don't know if that's where our soul's located, but anyway, it's it's on the inside. It's It's not a message from my head. It's really a message down inside of me, from my heart is what I often say. And so it's just that still, small voice. And if you if you get quiet and get alone with God, then I believe that you can hear God speaking. And it's not from your head. If, you, if our listeners will just think about that, is this message from my head or is it from my heart? I believe that they'll be able to hear that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit speak to them. Thank you, Pastor Ron. And as we sum up the understanding the Trinity, I just want to say thank you, Pastor Ron, for uh, answering our questions, uh, the viewers' questions, the the listeners' questions today uh, and this week. And this is part four of understanding the Trinity. I just want to say thank you, Pastor Ron. And I'm going to ask you today that would you pray over our listeners uh, today? And as you pray over them, pray that they will just understand the Trinity, that we still have the same Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So today, I'm going to release you just to loose the power of prayer over our listeners today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for our listeners, Lord. We just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would loose the power of the Holy Spirit in a mighty way in the lives of our listeners, Lord. Because we know that the Lord, that the Holy Spirit also, Lord, empowers us to pray. And so, Father, I just pray that you would just loose the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of our listeners. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that Lord, you would give them discernment, Lord, to to be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in their life and leading them and guiding them and directing them, Lord. And Lord, I pray that, God, that they would discover your divine purpose for their life, Lord, as they follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and seek your face, Lord, in prayer. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. To connect with Pastor Ron or join him in his church services, click on the links in the description below. We want you to be blessed.